Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Michigan Avenue Media and the World of Ink Network. This podcast was founded in 2011 by Marsha Casper Cook and Virginia Grenier. Their focus has always been on helping writers reach their dreams by having informative and entertaining shows. You will also hear the latest information on what's new and exciting in the publishing and marketing industry. And the shows will also cover discussions on screenwriting, audiobooks and movies. New to the shows will be the latest style and trends in fashion, as well as nutrition and how Pinterest can add just the right spark of attention you may need for your projects. So, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. You can find out more information about our shows and being a guest at www.michiganavenuemedia.com. Hi, everybody. It is the morning for me. I, I think I'm going to be switching my show till the morning. Uh, so well, I've tried. I've had 8 o'clock at night. I have 9 o'clock at night. Then I went to 3 o'clock. Then if, so we're going to do noon, and so we're going to try this time. I think this is a good time. And uh, since mo- a lot of the listeners listen, you know, on demand, because everybody's busy at home, remote, working, and that's we're, I we might want to talk about that a little today, too. I have... Argy Belsky here and Fran Lewis, and Argy has a new book out, and one of his many books on Claire Carlson, and is, well, we're going to talk, we'll let him tell you all about it, but also, um, I think, you know, Fran is here, and Fran and I do shows a lot, you know, together, so I said, Fran, do you want to come on? Because Dick is coming on, because, you know, there are some guests that are very you know, are great when they come on, and Dick is one of them. So, hi. Hello, everybody, both of you. Hi, New- hey, New hey, hey, hi, hi. Marsha. Hi, Fran. Hi. I would like to, uh, to hey. say for the record, Marsha, that I yep. am a yep. morning person. I'm a morning person. So, uh, oh, you are? Okay. I know. Oh, right, yeah. Good. You know, I prefer good. 11. Okay. Cause doing, uh, I think oh. normally we do like at 3, and so I'm, yeah, not, I'm not a good person to wait around all day. I, oh, okay. Uh, I like doing stuff. Or you could do it at 8 in the morning, and I'd be on with you. So. Yeah, well, that was like my husband used to get up at 4.35. And, you know, yeah. morning, I, I'm not, because I stay up real, you, you don't stay up late at night, I bet, do you? No, no, I go to bed. No, no you know, you got to do, you got to do one or the other, otherwise you get like four I'm hours trying. Of sleep, I, I know. You know, I'm working on yeah. this now. I'm absolutely working yeah. on it now. I got at least one o'clock. I used to go three o'clock. This is not a time because when you go to bed at three o'clock in the morning, you are not really sharp. You're just not, you know, as much as I'd like to believe that you can work 24 hours a day, that's not well, happening. So I'm well, moving around. Well, you know, as a, new, as a newspaper guy, you know, I spend most of my life, as you know, uh, working at newspapers, so you work all sorts of shifts. So, you know, I've done, uh, I've worked all night, I've slept during the day, I've done everything in my life, but... Uh, uh, I, I find in terms of, like, certainly in terms of writing books and doing anything else creative, uh, I'm at my best in the morning. I get up in the morning, and I'm, like, full of it. You know, but as the day goes on, I kind of wind down, you know. So, what happens, Ray, uh, I'll, let me say, say something, because I know Fran, Fran is up early in the morning, and she, you know, but I, I will say that I did used to, because when I worked in a hospital, I had to be there at 6 a.m. So at right, 5 right. o'clock in the morning, I was in the car right. ready to go, you know, and that's a, that's that's a hard shift, you know, for well, nurses. Well, you know. I can beat that. I can beat that, Marcia. I worked uh, for five years at the New York Post. I, I, like you, started at 6 a.m., 
And yep. uh, but I was writing books. Uh, you know, I've always been writing books at the same time. So yep. the only way I could write books was to write for an hour before I went to work. So I would get up at four, write from four to five, then then go to work from five to so, six. Okay, so well, that's uh, a good thing. Yeah, that's a good thing because yeah. people think they don't have time to write. Fran, I know you are. I, you are up. I don't even know. If, well, sometimes when I used to go to bed at three, Fran, you were up already. Yeah, I am up. We won't say why I get up so early, but yeah, I do. <laughs> As a matter of fact, about I when I was teaching seriously until the last principal who destroyed the world came in, my my first reading group came in at six thirty in the morning. Wow, they were there. Wow. Yeah, they, they threatened to come in at six thirty in the morning, but quarter to seven. We were we were re, we were working and having breakfast. And yeah, See, you have to find a there. balance, you know. So I think you know, Dick. You want to tell everybody a little bit about yourself? I mean, you've had a, quite a career here. You know, it, you've done a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely yeah, have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, for those, uh, you know, I've been on this show obviously a number of times, but uh, yes, uh, I guess the quick version is uh, I've been a journalist uh, for all my. Pretty much all my life, I uh, I worked for 20 years at the New York Post, uh, both with Rupert Murdoch when he was there and other owners. Uh, I was, wound up being the metropolitan editor there and, kind of, you know, being in charge of the newsroom. Um, I then spent 10 years at Star Magazine. This was in the days, you know, before the internet when everybody got their celebrity news from, you know, the National Enquirer yep. and the Star, and yep. uh, we we okay. actually sold like I think three point we would sell like 3.5 million copies. A week. Yep. Everybody bought them in the supermarket. I mean, that doesn't happen yep. anymore because you know the world yep. has changed. But uh, yep. so we were we were the main one of the main uh, celebrity outlets. And then I spent five years at the New York Daily News, where I wound up being managing editor. And then I uh, spent six years with NBC, uh, both the first the NBC local stations, uh, putting out their websites, and then uh, doing the same with NBC News and the evening news. So, yeah, so I've managed to touch, uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of the, the great places to work. Uh, and then, uh, you know, at the same time, you know, I've written books and people, you know, I've written a lot of books since I left NBC back in 2014. A lot of people say, oh, so you started writing books after you left journalism. But the truth is, you know, I, I was writing books the whole time. Uh, they didn't always yeah. get published, but uh, my first novel was actually published in 1985. Uh, Published another one in '89. I had a series in the ni- I had like six books in the '90s. So, uh, you know, I've always been writing. You know, at the same time, I've been working. So that's pretty much it. I don't have time to do anything else. That's my life. You know, right? Well, well, right. In the that's media, that is your life. Books, it's, it's, it's like, right. That's it. And uh, Fran, you want to say, you know, what you do because you've been on a lot of times too. But let's hear what you do. What do I do? I know. <laughs> Well, I spent I spent half my life teaching remedial reading to children that had trouble in school. So I got my second master's doing that. Um, I've been doing something brand new, starting last January. I've been doing seminars with my actually my college professor that I got my master's with in reading, and we've been talking about different areas in reading that people need to focus on. And next Tuesday, we will be talking on learning disabilities and how children uh, are having difficulty with phonics and what remediation programs and what program schools are using that they need to get rid of or not. Um, and I do book reviews for everybody. And, and you I've just been, do them. You do a million of them. 
are we talking about? Yes, I, I've done, don't do I've one or two many a thousands week. of books. <laughs> and my dermatologist loved me because I gave him 50 for his wife today. And I also do a, uh, MJ Network is my network in memory of my sister. So that's just some of what I do. That's good. All right. I, I think I probably should say what I do because I think a lot of people figure yeah. what am I, when I'm talking, they're going like, well, who is she? What, what does she even do? <laughs> so I am an author of probably 15 books, children, uh, romance, drama, and I am a screenwriter. I have like 15 screenplays, and I think I probably should be you know, getting out there more with them again. Uh, but it's hard to do screenplays, that we know. And uh, I do the podcast for 13 years producer and then i do and uh, i'm writing for an australian magazine eys and uh actually we're doing a book uh the editor wants me to write a story on how i got where i am so i'm not even sure i can do that because i don't even know where i am <laughs> I, I just keep going you know the, all three of us have one thing in common we work all the time and that's really you know i don't know if it's good or bad but we get things out and we get we accomplish a lot and it might be who we are, because a lot of people can't seem to find time to do the things that they like. And if they want to write, like Dick, you just said the truth. If you want to really write, you can take a half hour, an hour in the morning or in the evening, and that's well, you know, that's if that's all you can do, yeah. then you can get a book out eventually. But if you just keep mm-hmm. saying I'm going to write it, it's not going to happen by itself. Well, that's the biggest. You know, uh, I've talked about this a lot in other. You know, their forums, uh, that's the biggest advice I try and tell people, most of whom don't listen to me. But, uh, you know, everybody says, oh, the know, other I mean, especially in the media, I want to write an, oh, I'm, I, I got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and write a novel. I want to, you know, I want to write, you know, and, uh, and, you know, how do I do it? What do I do? And I always say the same thing, which is basically what you just said. I said, yeah. uh, here's, here's the key. Sit down and write it. You know, no, I know, but I get, no, 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 don't talk about it. Just write it. And when you have it done, then deal with all the rest. And uh, most people never do that. You know, they talk about it, yeah. uh, but yeah. they never do it. And uh, it's step one. I mean, you know, you until you sit down and, and you know, it's not easy. I, I still remember I when yep. I started writing, I think it was yeah. like, Basically, in the late seventies, I thought about it. You know, like, oh, I want to write. I want to write a book like Raymond Chandler or Ross McDonald. You know, I would read these and I'd say, I'm going to do this. And then when I sat down to write it, it's you know, it's not easy. You're 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 no. looking at a well, those days it was a blank page, but now it's a blank screen. And yeah. uh, uh, but you 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 know that is the key to writing. I mean, no matter how good or bad you are, or whether the book's going to get published, um, nothing's going to happen until you write it. I once did that with Jackie Collins. I go, I think I can write like her. And I go, oh, okay, right. And you know what? It was not easy, okay? And so, and I went to workshops, a lot of workshops, and, you know, they didn't even consider Hollywood people, writers, that they could even, that they they were really, it's almost like they shunned them. You know, a lot of these literary, you know, workshops, you know, they, but you can't, you know, stop thinking of the fact is a lot of these people made a lot of money in those days writing books, whatever kind of books that they wrote. They had now it's all it's so hard to sell books because there's so many authors out there. So if you say yeah, romance, yeah. romance, there's like five million. I mean, there's twenty million, thirty million, you know, whatever. But it, then it wasn't like that. There was, you know, you'd go to a drugstore, drug grocery store, you'd see racks of books, you know, right. and people would just grab a book, you know, and say, well, I'll try it, you know. And that yeah. was then. Yeah. But now they look on the Internet, so and to or, or in order to get 
you know, someone to buy your book, it's not easy. So it starts out a lot of times with a review. Fran, talk about that a little because I know the, the how you feel about Dick and how, you know, you have a lot of the same authors on also. So you read all his books. I read all of them. And to be very honest, um, I don't write negative reviews, but it doesn't mean who the author is as to whether I'm going to write a four-star, a three-star, a five-star. I mean, Dick's book, that's not a problem. I just sit down and read them, and I pray for Claire. And I don't like the new character, but, you know, she'll take care of her. Don't worry about that. I really don't like this one. And you know what? The reason I like Claire is because she's like me. She's got a big mouth. She just does gets it done, and if she gets in trouble, who cares? It doesn't really matter. But writing a review is not easy because I have to read the book. Then I have to memorize the book. I do from cover to cover. Then I have to think about something to say at the beginning and make sure that I get what the author is saying. That's hard. That is, that is yeah. really hard. But I, but I have but to thank my see, reading professor for that. But you do seem to that. get it. You get, you get what people are trying to say. Yeah, you know, and, it's amazing. You know, even if you, don't right. like, like if you don't like one of his characters, it's, that's a good thing because you pay attention yeah. to that. And, you know, because I, I wrote a lot of notes on this, Dick, because I just started listening to it in audiobook. And right. you're a man, you're a man, and you write a, one, a really good character that knows what she wants. And even when she talks about details of should she eat this or, oh, she mm-hmm. bought a, the blazer, is it going to fit? You know, and right. that's so much how a woman thinks in her head. So you're I, right I in know, I know, Claire's I know head. a lot of women, Marcia. I know a lot of women, so I pick up on uh, – but I, let me just elaborate for a second on what uh, – <laughs> What Fran said, because, you know, Fran and I have had this discussion before, including on her show. Uh, uh, the, the character she's talking about. So um, my character, the main character, Claire, uh, you know, for the first four books had a uh, boss who she had a, a pretty good relationship yeah. with. And uh, in this last book, I decided I wanted to be more adversarial. So I created, like, one of the more obnoxious uh, mm-hmm. bosses you could come up with. And uh, uh, without naming any names... Some of these characteristics are are uh, based on a few bad bosses that I've had over the years in the right. media business. Yeah. So I turned that into a character named <laughs> yeah. Susan Endicott, right. and she's mm-hmm. you know clearly like you know uh, you know like a horrific obnoxious person, and uh, you know and and deliberately and uh, and it's funny because uh, it, it's gotten a lot of I wasn't a hundred percent sure when I did it, uh, and. Pretty much everybody has been like, "Oh wow, you know, like she's fascinating because she's so terrible." Uh, and but Fran and I do take this as a compliment. Fran really hates this woman and has kept saying to me, "Like I really don't like it." But you know, as a writer, and Marcia, you you alluded to this, I think, just a minute ago. Uh, I've accomplished my goal if I do that. If I can create yep. a character that gets yep. such emotion then then uh, you know and and a lot of times it's that's good right, I mean, right she's not the best she's not the bad guy but she is a bad guy in 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 claire's life and and creates more tension and stress which you know because it's like anything in a book you know if claire had a has a great job and everybody on the job loves her and she's got a great love life and her whole life is wonderful that's a pretty boring book you know so you, you know as an author you're kind of always looking for um, 
for 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 you know adversarial relationships. Right, and that's well, I just want I mean, you to make sure that 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 Claire, you know, no matter what happens, she you know beats the other one. Seriously, I mean, <laughs> she 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 got into trouble, and I cracked but up I laughing, need... and I said, "Well, you go you go after this person," but. She needs an attitude adjustment. The other one, seriously. I do think it, I do think it's good when you have you know I and when I wrote screenplays, I I had a lot more guts in one in my writing because I was much freer. I I've mentioned this before. I wrote under Max Irving, and it wasn't me writing. It was Max right. writing. So I did a lot of things and went into territories that I wasn't comfortable with, but then I learned it. You know, I used to go to the library. That was then. And I went and I, you know, I learned how to do all of this. And so now when I'm writing Sweet Romance, I do love it because I watch Hallmark, but I find myself, if I was doing what I did in the past, when you are writing mystery or murder, whatever, thriller, you know, it, it goes along faster. It's hard to come up with, you know, comedy lines in a story and keep coming up with them because you can't you know and and the newer romance comedies aren't all fun and games because you can't it does become you have to bring somebody in that causes an issue because otherwise like you said it's not very exciting at all no and 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 uh you know and and you know that's just true of the characters i mean obviously the main character more than any but also the other characters in the book it's it's just, um, you know, and I, I just, I, I don't know if you saw this, Marcia and Fran, but I, I just wrote a, a piece on this recently for the for this blog tour I'm on for a website, which is the importance of character, and I, and I really believe mm-hmm. this, you know, which is I, that um, the books that I love, I don't read them because they're a great mystery story, you know, uh, some of them are, right. but not all of them are. I read them because I love the character, and you know, I, I went, th- I go through some of my favorite characters, which are, you know, the same as most Philip Marlowe and, and yeah. Spencer and Harry Bosch and and uh, Kinsey mm-hmm. Malone and Stephanie Plum and all these, you know, Matt Scudder, all these famous, uh, you know, characters that have come out of mystery fiction, um, and it's when I read the books and I read pretty much all of them, I, I read them for the character. Uh, some right. of the stories yeah. aren't great. You know, I mean, you know, you mm-hmm. read a, a, a Spencer book or even some of the Chandler books, the stories are kind of like all over the place. But the character is so compelling. Um, and so that's what I, I mean, look, I care about the story and I want the story to have twists and all that kind of stuff. But um, my main goal when I'm writing the Claire books is to make sure not only, well, first make sure I have Claire right but then also to surround her with the right kind of people, some supportive, some not so supportive. And right. uh, the, one of the results of that is, uh, to Fran's uh, upsetness, is Susan Endicott, who, you know, but uh, I will say this, Fran, I just finished another Claire book, Six, which Uh-oh. will be out in, uh, in about a year. And I literally yeah, I just sent it, it off to my agent and publisher today. And uh, uh, Susan Endicott does play a big role in it, but she and uh, Claire wind up having some interesting adventures together. Well, she has a mainstay, too, Claire. She has her friend, was it Julia? Or Julie that that, that lets her work. Janet, Janet. She's my other favorite character because she lets her have it when she messes up. So at least yeah, that, and, yeah. and of course, every time she dates a guy, she's right because everybody needs more. somebody like that. They need right. somebody well, yeah. Janet like is, that. Janet, as she is, as Claire yeah, points yeah, out, she'll the book, like Janet her. is Janet is is very sane and organized, and her life's completely in order. She's got a, 
you know, a good marriage. And she's got, she's kind of yeah. got all the things in her personal life that uh, Claire doesn't have. And, you know, because I describe Claire basically as being, she's a great journalist, uh, although she pushes the envelope a lot and does things mm-hmm. that, you know, a lot of journalists wouldn't do, but she's still a terrific journalist. But her personal life, you know, is a total train wreck. I mean, she's, she makes bad decisions about men and everything else. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did like one line uh, you had in there, something about ten men that she'd like to sleep with. I love that. That reminded me of yeah, my character, yeah, Virginia, yeah. My, did, my uh, character did, Virginia uh, Templeton. She does sleep with many men. <laughs> I like when so I read this, they're thinking a list of who she might want to go to bed with. Well, is, well she still know, likes uh, the guy that she like that's married, Stephen, right? She likes him. Scott. Scott, yeah. So, so she yeah. she she's always dealing with, with that too that yeah. the men the men uh-huh, who, yeah. uh, and there's a man and I, I don't want to get into the details so I don't want to give away right. some of the, the no. stuff, but uh, there's a romance in, in this book it's news to me the new one and uh, and uh, uh, yeah so it, it seems to be perfect but it may not be perfect and you know and uh, so that, that well that's how relationships that, yeah, that's are a big part that's of, a problem that's, yeah that's a big part of of uh, of the book, but you know, when I write these books, again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going from A to B to C with the story. I mean, I am going with a story, but I spend a lot of time, like with Claire. There's her romantic life. There's her, there's her office life because I, cause I try and yeah. describe yeah. what actually goes on in a newsroom, and then there's her personal life because you know we, you know, we know from earlier books she has a daughter that came mm-hmm. about through like bizarre circumstances, and uh, so I mean. The books are, you know, this book and like most of them, they're probably more about Claire. I mean, they're about the story and they're about a murder and, you know, this is about a pretty, you know, they're, they're usually the murder is a pretty sensational one and it's kind of inspired or based on, you know, crimes I covered in real life in New York. But, uh, but again, uh, you know, the big thing is Claire. I try and tell a story about Claire. And what I, what I love best when people say, they say, oh, it was great to, I love spending time with Claire, you know, I'd love to hang out with her or something, you know. So well, that's what me, you that's really like. That's compliment. what you really want. Yeah. Right. I think that's yeah. what an author should strive for, characters that people, after they're done with the book, go like, oh, I, you know, they, they mention when I think people that read books don't realize how much authors like to hear somebody talk about their characters like they're real. Yeah. Because yeah. when we're writing them, they're real. So the fact that somebody likes the character enough to remember their name in their conversation with other people say oh did you see this book about whatever you know claire but that's important for an author to hear that yeah it makes it um, worthwhile yeah and uh uh you know one of the other things that it's fun to do as an author with your character is to have the character and you know i talk about this with claire a lot uh, is have the character do stuff that you you don't have the courage to do, or, to, or you you would never do yourself. And you know, like because Claire mouths right. off to everybody, yeah. she says whatever yeah. she wants, um, and uh, you know, and I I I I wouldn't do that, you know. But but <laughs> but, it, but, but you can do it with Claire. And you know, I read not long ago. Uh, I read uh, you know Ace Atkins, who wrote the, who started doing the Spencer books after Robert B. Parker died. And he quoted. He said he asked Robert B. Parker once about the Spencer character, who I read. You know, was a great inspiration. I read all the Spencer. I've read all, like virtually all forty some of them. And uh, and and Parker once said, you know, that you know Spencer's the kind of guy 
who says the kind of thing that you, you always think about when you've left somebody, like, oh, I wish I would have said that. Uh, yeah. Well, Spencer right. says yeah. it at the moment, and yeah. that's kind of like what I what I try and do in Claire. But the, and the, the other thing, just talking about characters, because you were talking about the character coming alive, and this yeah. is something I've discovered in writing, is uh, that's not always easy to do. Like, sometimes the character comes across this kind of wooden and uh you've got to change the character i I've, I've said before that um when i started writing the claire books uh she didn't start out as claire carlson she started out as another person then she switched to another person so claire carlson was like the third character i tried in this role of the tv reporter um uh, you don't always get it right the first time and you as you're writing yeah. it you're like well i don't know if this is if this is quite right you know and uh but when it is right, uh, at least with me, I have a feeling like, okay, now now the character works. Well, because, you know, you're talking for the character. You're talking for her. So if right. you don't find, you know, some sort of comfort in what you're saying, then you can't write right. the book. Right. And, 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 and sometimes it can be the littlest thing. Uh, before I did the yep. Claire Carlson series, I did a series about a, a reporter named Gil Malloy for the, who worked as a newspaper reporter in New York. I did four books on him. And he was a great character, too. He was sort of like Claire. You know, he was kind of a wisecracking guy. But he was, you know, he was different because he was uh, a male, and so you had, you had different things. I was writing as a, as a man. But I remember when I started writing that book, the first Gil Malloy book, I had him named uh, Joe Malloy, and uh, the character just wasn't working for me. You know, I just like, I don't know, he's okay, but he's kind of boring. And I decided I was going to change his name, and I picked the name Gil, which actually happens to be my middle name and was my father's name. And uh, and, uh, it it made a world of difference. Like suddenly Gil Malloy became interesting, uh, or at least he was interesting to me, and I was able to write it better. So so there's a lot of uh, trial and error with that, and, and again... When I sit down, when when you're writing a series, it's a little easier because you've already got the character. But when I sit down to write a new book or a new series in the past, um, you know, getting that character right is the number one thing. I mean, that that comes before the story. You gotta, you gotta. But you do it. But I can see that you do it through your dialogue, though. You do it through your dialogue because that's how you get your character and all the. You know, that's why people are interested in your characters because you're talking for them and that's when during a conversation like if you're just looking at someone you might not know them but once you start talking to them you know because some people look at someone and say oh she's snobby or whatever and then when you talk to them they're not and that's the problem with facebook and a lot of this people are if somebody writes something on facebook or, or twitter any of these and it's a very short curt sentence maybe the person is even like that but yeah. that's what happens when you do something. So if you don't put the right words down, then you get the wrong opinion of the person. And then the well, whole thing is I, different. I, when I, you know, and, and I guess one of the compliments I've gotten from people is people who've read my book say something like, and then heard me, you know, know me. They said, you know, you, 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 I can hear your voice in the characters. You know, you sound you know, in true. some ways like the character. I and uh, because I try, and again, I, I uh, what, what you said, Marcia, I try and write the dialogue as real life, as normal as possible. I yeah. try not to, uh, I, I try not to, uh, you know, 
put it in some formal way. I try to, you know, I try to write the way, uh, like people, in a newsroom, she talks. the way she talks, people right. talked in newsrooms that I've been in. And a lot of it is not, you know, not, you know, a lot of it is, is, is very quick and fast or angry and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but I try and, I try and, uh, I try and do that. Uh, so, uh, uh, that's just the way I write. Not everybody, not everybody writes like that, but I, I try and write, you know, as much close to real life as, as I can. Fran and I were talking about, because um, Fran mentioned it, because she doesn't usually watch a lot of the same shows I do, but she is watching the one with Hillary Swank, the Alaska Daily. Have you been watching that, the Alaska Daily? Because if you haven't, you probably will like that, right, Fran? No, what, what's it on, like uh, Marshall? What, what channel? It's on... Um, Seven, Who even knows? Right? Yeah, seven. Yeah, it's right after. I don't know. We, we watch it streaming. Yeah. I'm sorry, it's on, it's on ABC or it's right after Great. Yes, ABC. Yeah, and it just yeah, started. Okay. It, Hillary Swank is in it, and she's in a news. It's it's really good. You know, I okay. like it, and I was I was surprised, Fran, because you don't like regular TV as much, just like shows. I don't like anything, basically. Yeah. <laughs> my, well, my you know, Marsha. Mar- Mar- decided. You- he, he he asked me to watch it the other day. And then I watched the second one, and she really plays a, a really intelligent news person. Um, she's coming up against a whole bunch of people in Alaska that really don't want her there, basically. Right. Uh, the publisher, it seems to be on her side to a point. He assigned somebody to work with her that's probably going to stab her in the back a couple of times. But she seems to be she seems to be okay. Um, some of the scenes are great. Some of the characters are great. But did you have another character that I like too? You know, there's another female character there. That uh, if you if you watch Alaska Daily, she reminds you a little of Dana. Yeah. Oh, the, which which are we talking about? Abby Pierce or which character? So I write. No, Dana I write Perry. under the name. Yeah. Well, Dana Perry is me. That's the that's the author. Yeah, name, Abby. Yeah, I the news journalist. Yeah. But I uh, I so I've done uh, I've done. Uh, um, so yeah, so in addition to the Claire Carlson books, I write uh, a series of books for a publisher called Bookature, which you know are mostly online. Those are good. But, you know, very yeah. So I write under the pen name of Dana Perry, uh, so it's not confusing with you know my Claire Carlson books. And um, uh, I did two with a newspaper reporter named Jesse Tucker. Then I did two more with an FBI uh, with a uh, a small town cop named uh, Abby Pierce. And then uh, I'm now working on a series of three books involving another character, which would be uh, an FBI agent, um, and those would mm. be coming out, uh, you know, at oh. some point probably next year, uh, like in succession. So yeah, so um, I've. Do you uh, feel differently when busy. you write under another busy, name? You know. Do you What's feel that? differently when you're writing under under a different name? You feel different? Not, 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 not because of the name. Uh, it's because um, it's a different of what character in a different market. Right. Yeah. So, so like for um, when I write Claire Carlson, we talked about the character, and I'm really writing. I'm writing a different kind of book. I think uh, when I'm writing yeah. these books for Bookature, they're much more thrillers. Now, that isn't to say the characters aren't important because they are, but uh, but the books. Uh, they're much more heavy duty in plot. They're they're much more like involving mm-hmm. thrillers. They're they're much more involving like uh, uh, serial killers and and lots of people wind up dying. And there's there's just there's a lot more action. But you know it's like it's like anything. Um, uh, I mean some books you you write um, 
you kind of write what whatever you want, especially if you don't have a contract or something. But when you when yeah. you're under contract to produce the series, which do, is what right. I do for yeah. Bookature, I I produce books basically that fit into their category, which is fine with me. And so the book, yeah. So the book the books are. I mean, people who read them say, you know, it's me, but they're different. Uh, and, uh, you know, so that's kind of what you strive to. Well, you know, whatever name is on it doesn't really, I don't really pay much attention to because it's just yeah. me writing. Because a lot of people stay in exactly the same genre. And sometimes, you know, as a writer, it, you like to move a little. And sometimes people that are reading your books don't like that. And so I think sometimes it is wise to use another name because you get a different audience, I think. Sometimes, yeah, but again, it, it wasn't like I set out and said, you know, w- you know what? Yeah. W- because the books are a bit different, and they, uh, uh, you know, they 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 basically suggest. And and one of the things, you know, which you don't want to get too much in the weeds on the publishing business, but uh, you don't want to have like R.G. Belsky writing a bunch of different kind of books because then it confuses people. So uh, That's the, the well, decision right. was Fran, made. I think with, we talked about it. I think Fran had an author on I can't remember who it is, but she was talking about that. And while she was talking about it, it was confusing. And she said right. she got confused I don't, even sometimes when they're asking questions of her. Fran, you know, when I'm talking, I, that they wrote, you know, she wrote in a um, I'm trying to. Th- I don't even know who it was now, but I know Fran had somebody on. I was listening, and she was talking about that. That you yeah. know, you it's confusing to the reader. Yeah, it is. And, and sometimes, sometimes yeah. they, um, the authors ask me questions. <laughs> I get asked, <laughs> asked, asked uh, like, um, how how did you write your character? What do you write? Um, yeah. Do you read? The the biggest complaint I had, and that was from Janie and Krantz, by the way, uh, that said. How do you get people yeah. to read my books? How do you get people to read? People are not reading. And we did talk about that because that's my field as a reading person. But what this yeah. book are that are different than others, and of course I love Victoria Templeton. It's hand hand. Um, those, if she those comes are back too. ever, I'm bringing it yeah. up. Bring the, it. Dick's, Dick's character of Claire and all the rest of them are not the same. You know, when you read books of characters in a series, sometimes they yeah. get a snooze pill. I don't get yeah. confused by what people are saying, but sometimes the author says, I, I don't get why these people don't understand what I wrote. Or I don't well, get the, the the problem with it. I said because change bothers people. That's why. Well, one and, of the things, too, with um, uh, you know the Dana Perry books, and certainly the more recent ones, uh, because the first two were about a newspaper reporter, but the last two and then the ones I'm doing now, is I'm sort of leaving uh, my comfort zone a bit because, you know, one of the advantages I've had in writing Claire and then Gil Malloy before that was I'm writing about newsrooms, and, I've, you know, I've been in newsrooms my life, so I know what, you know, I kind of know what it's all about. Uh, with um, with the uh, Dana Perry books, the last two, I have I have the main character as a small-town cop in, like, on Martha's mm-hmm. Vineyard. And uh, so, you know, there's there's a lot more you have to be careful of that you you know what a what a law enforcement officer actually does, and you don't make mistakes and things like that. Now, I still tend to write about what I know. Like, so for instance, when um, the people at Bookature had said, you know, suggested they they liked the idea of me writing about a small town cop, 
And uh, I, I tried to think of a small town that I knew, and I live in New York City, so obviously, and I've written mostly all my books based in New York, and I wanted a small you know, town that I was familiar with. I didn't want to just like look it up online. So, uh, but I spend vacations a lot in Martha's Vineyard in a small town there called Oak Bluff. So I said it there because I, I knew that, and I could write about that, you know, right. knowing what the whole island was all about. But um, but some of the law enforcement stuff, uh, yeah, you you need to do a little bit, uh, you need to do a little bit more research. Uh, but you know, to some degree, that even happened with Claire because again, I've never, I've worked at like NBC, but I never actually worked on the TV end of it. I worked like on the websites and things like that. Yeah. So what happens in a local TV studio? Um, you know, I have to make sure. You know, is I try and convey what happens in a newsroom in general. Uh, yeah. But because I haven't done it, I, I know. And one of the first people that read um, uh, uh, the, the first Claire book, and I got a wonderful author book from her, was uh, Hank Felipe Ryan, who, as most people know, is not only a best-selling mystery writer, but is also a star TV reporter in Boston. And I was, like, a little nervous. I was like, oh, what if she comes back and says, oh, this isn't the way TV works? But, you know, yeah. she was like, oh, wow, this is it's a great depiction of a TV newsroom. So... Uh, you know, stuff like that, you know, you always have to be it, – it's easier to write. If, if I'm writing a book set in a New York City newspaper newsroom in New York, uh, it's a lot easier for me because I know that. Uh, when you, when you, well, right, uh, and I think that, that that's the pro- – all three of us are from – you guys are from New York. I'm from Chicago, and um, I interview a lot of people, and I really – I want to write – small town my my father and his whole family was a small town in ohio so in my mind i think of that you know when i'm thinking of that but i always seem to stay like i'm you know in chicago michigan avenue that area and i'm comfortable but now i'm in this series i'm moving it to a smaller town a little and i find it i'm still working on it because i live in Chicago. I'm a Chicago person. It is very different. I grew up in Chicago. I think differently. I remember years ago, people would say, like, some of my screenplays had, you know, they would go on the street, and they'd have a hot dog, and they would do stuff like that, walk around, and they go, why does, why why are there a lot of limos? Why is... I go, because right. this is how it is here. This is what I see. You know, I yeah. see that. I, when I see Michigan Avenue, there's a lot of limos on there. There's, you know, there used to be a lot more people on corners. It's not like that anymore because people it's scary now because fran and i were talking before the part the, for all of us we're city people but the cities now are getting so dangerous people don't want to go to the city anymore yeah, yeah, and that's kind yeah. of scary because that those are great memories of things like i always used to go on you know during christmas time even being jewish i used to love to go to macy's and look at the decorations and do all of that but you can't there's so many police there now it's too scary for people you know yeah, and i yeah. think i hope that changes but that's where i'm coming from when i see a big city because this is where i am the same as you and fran you too um, look, I live in a small town now. I grew up in the but Bronx, which is bad. Yeah, you know, I live in a small town in in, in Westchester. Yeah, um, but you're still we have what our, you we are. have our issues too. Yeah, I mean, people are snotty. <laughs> They're nasty. <laughs> um, you walk into the bakery and they say good morning and they just look at you like you have four heads. Everybody yeah. is in a bad mood. I crack up laughing when they run to the train because they should, you know, get up 10 minutes early and some of them fall in the street and whatever. And, yeah, growing up in the South Bronx was an experience that everybody should have. 
Because then you'll understand what it is to grow up in a neighborhood that's dangerous. And you know but what? Dick, didn't you grow and up in? Grew, Dick, Dick grew up in Ohio, though, too, right? I, I grew up in Did Ohio. Grow? I, I grew yeah. up in. Yeah. Well, I grew up in a big city, yeah. though. I grew up in Cleveland, yeah. so well, I like the yeah. suburbs yeah. of Cleveland, and so I've yeah. never. Uh, I went to school in a small town in Ohio, but I've never really, uh, I never really lived in a small town. But you know, talking about the small, we were talking about writing about a small town. One of the things that I discovered uh, is that you're better, you're probably better off if you're writing about a small town in creating a fictional small town uh, mm-hmm. than yeah. making a town. So because right, then you, right. you have yeah, the liberty true. to do whatever you want. And the, right. and the danger, like like in the in in actually my next upcoming Dana Perry book, I had a. I had made up a town called, I think, Hillsborough and in Ohio, and it was sort of based on an area that I'd, where I'd gone to school, but it was like a made-up name. But then I discovered there really was a town in Ohio called Hillsborough, <laughs> and so like I changed it to like Hillsdale or something because, because yeah. you know, you have stuff going on in the town that you don't – like, so if you say the mayor is a crook or something, well, you don't want to do yeah, it if it's a real good. town. Right. So, <laughs> you don't uh, want to do that. So, right. so, uh, so I think fictional is good. The other thing that I – feel strongly about and um i've really you know i really focus on whenever i'm writing a book which is you know most of my books like i say are set in new york or they're set in some place like martha's vineyard where i you know where i know that i know the, the the locale very well or they're fictional which i can make them up because i always worry um if I'm writing about something that I'm not familiar with, then I'm going to make a mistake because there's a lot of subtle things that, you know, you could get wrong. I could, if I wanted to set something in Chicago, I've been in Chicago like once in my life, like for about five minutes, you know. So if I yeah, wanted right. to write a scene in Chicago, I could go online, I could Google everything about Chicago, and yet I don't really know Chicago. And, you know, I always yeah. think about things like in New York. It's like if somebody were writing about New York, uh, and I've actually used this example in, a, in some of my books, um, you know, there's a street in New York called Houston Street. It's pronounced, it's spelled H-O-U-S-T, you know, uh, like like the city, but it's but it's but it's pronounced Houston Street. Now, if you were reading this online, you would think it's Houston Street, like the town. Now, the only way you know it's not pronounced like that is if you live in New York City. So, little things like that, um, you know, always scare me. Like if I was writing about Tulsa or you know, Chicago or Seattle or someplace like that, right. you can make mistakes, and people who live in those towns are going to point those out right. to you. you know? No, that's true. That's what, right, and that's true. That's probably why a lot of the people now are writing so much sci-fi, so much um, shifters, and I, you know, because you don't have to be true on anything. You just, you know, you just you're making it up. You have a whole different, you know, you you plan the whole town area, and you. Yeah, you just yeah. put yourself in there, and it's nothing like anybody else knows because it's just coming from your head. I can't right. seem to do that. If you fictionalize the town, if yeah, you fictionalize yeah, the yeah. area, uh, you can do yeah. pretty much anything you want. Now, I made the, I made the mistake when I was writing my Gil Malloy series of setting it at the New York Daily News, which is a real paper, and that created all sorts of problems as the series went on because the Daily News like started like almost going out of business and a lot of stuff happened right. and, well, that's and the, you know you're sort yeah. of got to be careful what you can say so like like right now the claire the claire thing is set at you know a fictional channel 10 so none of it is uh it's not like a real a real station so right. i i've just you know as i've gone on with my career i just have found 
in general uh, creating, uh, you know, fictional. So, like, if you're, you know, like, if you're creating a newspaper, it, like, you know, it's much better to call it the New York Bugle or something than to call it the New York Daily News because you can do more. Well, I don't think they'll be right. It's not, like, I use different names for hospitals. Fran, on the other hand, Fran, you're in the cemetery all the time. You're the purpose of my book is, to, is because they can't yell and the character's dead. And sometimes they have a name. And sometimes they don't. And my new one right, that's right. coming out, well, the, I wrote the first six stories. I'm very impressed. I wrote 15,000 words, which is a freaking miracle. And um, I figured out a new way to kill people ah. and a new and a unique <laughs> way to bury them. Tell and, us. And, 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 and I don't know if it's going to work, but... It basically this this um, there were nine people, and they're buried, but they don't have any headstones because they don't deserve to have a marker. Oh. And some yeah. lady wound up there. I won't tell you how. Well, her husband's mean. He sort of pretended that she was a criminal, whatever. There's only criminals on this place, and they sort of got rid of her in an unusual way. And I won't tell you where they all wound up, or if they're really dead. <laughs> Jeez. Well, that's imagination for you. Just go I have right no, for it. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. But I sat down yesterday. I said, "This is so cool." And of course, you know, they were, they, they, you know, they're dead. So who cares? And this actually, boy, should be very impressed because this time, some of the voices actually speak to each other. Because I have one section with the dead people from the behind the stone, and the second part is voices that will still <laughs> be heard. Whoa! You know, pretend to know dialogue. That's what Dick has to help me with. <laughs> you know, I want to talk about your marketing, okay? Because you really do market a lot, you know, Dick, uh, and also your tours, okay? So, do you you like? Obviously, you take you do tours on your books. So, does that help well, you I, a lot? I haven't. I haven't. Let me just be clear. I haven't recently for a, a couple reasons, mainly because of COVID. Obviously, you know. Um, no, I meant the tours, like the book tours, like. Um, Partner, yeah, well, there's, there's two. There's two. There's right. So there's two. There obviously there's two kinds of promotion. Yeah. There's in-person promotion where you go to places yes. and meet people and yeah. and hand them your book and sign it and they give you and they buy it and all that, which is great. That's the ultimate. Then you get like yeah. one-on-one with readers, and then there's um, yeah. there's social media promotion, uh, which is what you know most of us have been doing you know for the past couple of years because of uh, you know starting. With We're going COVID. on three. We're going on. Yeah, three and. And uh, so uh, now, now, you know, look, there there are advantages and disadvantages to both. And, there, you know, one of the advantages to doing stuff on social media, and I've talked about this, was like uh, like uh, like last year I did a – last couple years, I guess, I did book parties for the Claire Books uh, and I, here at the Mysterious uh, Bookshop in New York. And yeah. uh, I used to do it in person i did a number of them there in person before that and i would get i'd get a pretty big crowd i'd get maybe 60 70 people that knew me in new york that would show up for this yeah. event which was great but when we did it online i had like 350 people on because it's like right. suddenly you can get people like in oregon or california or whatever can yeah. log on so that's the good part but the bad part is you know you don't a, you don't get to meet the people. You don't know exactly who's on, on online listening to you. 
and uh, you know, it's probably like like you now, Marsha. You don't know. You know, people can be listening, or they, you don't know exactly who they are, maybe. And uh, the I don't know. You don't know who they are. I have no idea. Right. We, you know, we 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 know. I know that they're in Europe. You know, they're all over the place. Right. You know, and and right. then it goes on iTunes and stuff. So I really don't know. A friend, you don't know either. We don't really know uh, who's on. You know, years ago. Right. Um, I think years ago they would have, like, I remember when I first started, I think, Fran, too, you, they would have little pictures of the people that were listening. Remember that, Fran? They yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. They don't they do, do that But now. you know what and you have now, which I don't believe? I don't see that. Is that when you check the dashboard or you check the countries, um, some some people listen from Saudi Arabia, some of yeah, people listening from place. Sweden, yes. all, yeah. all yeah. over the world. So, and I don't know how true that is, but that's okay. Well, don't bother see, me. The, that's the good I part. Think it, of I think online. it is because yeah. it's internet. Yeah, it's online. But yeah. but the bad part is like when in terms of selling books is like if I go to a bookstore like Mysterious Books thing and uh, I you know I talk about the book and then there's a signing and so there may be 40 people will be standing in line buying copies of the book and I'll sign them. So you know how many you know you've sold mm-hmm. a lot of books. Online, yes. you don't know. You don't know if any of these people are buying books. You don't know if they're buying them from you the don't know store. Anything. You right. just Nothing. don't know. Nothing. So there's, Nothing. there's, there's advantages and, and um, there's advantages and disadvantages to both. Um, like I said, from a from a just a rewarding point of view, being able to, you know, there's nothing better than to, like, meet somebody in a bookstore or something yeah. who says, I love yeah. your book. It was great. It was yeah. a great read. Right. That's terrific, you know, and they shake your hand and, and all that. Um but again, I certainly over the past few years, I've done a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, I'm active on uh, you know Facebook and Twitter and yep. Instagram. And uh, you are a lot. Uh, yes, you are. And and You're also uh, also uh, you know there's uh, you know right now I'm on this thing called uh, like I'm on what they call a blog tour, which is great. Which is uh, right. That's what I wanted to ask you about. Do you like the, being on yeah. a blog tour? Or? Yeah, it's great because you don't really don't have to do anything. What happens is it's it's run by a place called Partners in Crime, which is mm-hmm. really terrific right, which uh, is Fran, operation. I know. Yeah. And I would uh, yeah. recommend. Yeah, Fran's part of it. I know because one of the things is you get to yep. go on Fran's show, uh, uh, and 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 uh, so uh, you know basically. They set up a whole series, like for me, the entire month of October, they set up a whole series of things, which is there's a couple of things you have to do beforehand, like there's a couple of interviews you have to email them, you know, questions and answers. Right, right. I, mm-hmm. I wrote a couple, like I mentioned to you about writing about the importance of character. I've written a couple of little essays yeah. for them. Um, and a lot of other book reviews, like maybe you'll get maybe 10 blogs that will review your book. And uh, But once that's set up, um, all, all every day, you know, so basically pretty much – 20 or 25 days out of the month, um, some blog will be promoting your book. And uh, yeah. that's really good because, you know, like a lot of these these blogs that, you know, I've never heard of, but uh, they, they've they got to, you know, they obviously have people running them who care about yeah. books. And uh, uh, so it's... Uh, I think it's yeah, hard so for people right now. Like I that. think, yeah. I think people right now are really having a hard time promoting their books, you know, um, because, you know... Some say they want to be on Amazon, be, you know, because it's easier for everybody, you know. And I, I go world, I go all over, and then I sometimes stop, and then I just keep it on Amazon because I have control of my own books. But, you know, and then the audio books, there are a lot, but it's just so much competition out there, and that's the thing. You yeah. just, uh, my goal has been lately just to tell people just to keep writing because I think that's the best way to well, enhance yeah. your career. 
Well, that's the that's the that's the trade-off, which is uh, the writing versus the promotion. Like so, in the best yeah. of all worlds, you you write every morning, and or best of my yeah. best worlds, you write every morning, and then every afternoon you try and promote the book. I mean, it doesn't really obviously work out like that, but uh, but uh, and there's so much to to do with promotion. I mean, just something as simple as like almost every author today. This wasn't the case 20 years ago, but every author today, you know, you have to have a website, and uh, uh, just yeah. keeping that website up to date. I mean, I went back uh, before this book came out, and you know, I hadn't updated the website in in a while. I had it. You know, it it takes a lot of effort and time to get the website, uh, you know, up and yep. make sure that you've got yeah. the right li- sales links up and all that. I mean, I do it yeah. on my own. I don't. Uh, I don't have somebody. I don't have an assistant doing it for me. I do it on my own. But there's a. It's a lot of. Uh, it's a lot of work and effort. And, and one of the problems is is you're you're basically i i tell people like people say oh you're sort of retired from the media i said i'm not really retired because i'm working really hard at my books in some ways i work harder than than i did when i worked in a in an office because when you're working in an office you're working for somebody else now i'm working for myself and you know i'm i'm the most demanding boss because every time i do whatever i do if i go on (laughs) 10 sites then i'm like well why didn't i do 10 other you know like i always like feel like I should want be doing more, more. Right. Uh, and yeah. uh, so it's it's a very open-ended kind of thing and to me the writing is the easiest part but uh, oh yeah look it's part of sure. the business is to promote the book I guess like yeah. can, well yeah. right it wasn't like this years ago but it's very tough now no you know Fran do you have any questions that yeah, you might want to ask Dick because I know you know I know he's coming on your show soon but was there something you yeah, want to ask him he's coming on December 8th people at 10 thank you um Partners in Crime is great. I've done tours with them, too. Um, The one thing I love about them, Dick, is that they don't allow people to write negative things. And if somebody writes a negative review, they tell them they can't post it. Uh, the other thing yeah, is that well, fortunately that you, hasn't happened yet. With but but I know that they they give you, you the option. It might, but don't, don't, but don't worry about it. Um, yeah. <laughs> they also tend to blog your and promote your book after your tour. Yes. Yes, that is and a big thing, And they've done that for Fran. me, too. That I have really no idea important. why, but I love them. Um, yeah. Even if you promote, I work with um, Isabella Blackthorne. They give a great tour, too. They love me, too. Right. And they're constantly saying, you know, we, we only have PDF. You have friend for you, we'll send you a copy. Don't worry about it. Um, they they also promote the author, and they do a great job, too. But, Dick, I don't, I don't know. How do, how do you keep it so that you write Claire or you write all of your characters and they're different every time. Oh, the question is, how do you pick the title of your book, too? Because oh, that's yeah. the hardest thing. You yeah. pick different well, titles, and yeah, how do you pick well, the titles? No, no, that, uh, no, that's not the hardest thing for me. The hardest thing for me is coming up with the names of the characters, because I'm always struggling really? with that. And, yeah, and, and generally I, when I write the book, I have all different names. I put some mm-hmm. you know, common name down. Then I go back, and then unfortunately sometimes I leave the original name. And some people, you know, like my editor will be reading the book, she'll say, who's, who's uh, Rebecca? And I go, oh, that was the original name of so-and-so. But uh, the titles, well, it's interesting with my books. The titles are, uh, are handled completely different in, uh, with, mm-hmm. um, with uh, the Claire books. 
most of the reason, a couple of the titles came from the editors because they kind of know what they want. And uh, I, I've told the story that my first Claire book was actually called Forget Me Not because that sort of sums mm-hmm. up what the, the story was. And they changed it to Yesterday's News because they mm-hmm. really wanted to set it up as the beginning of a series with the media thing. And also because Forget Me Not sounded more like a romance thing. So, that, you know, there, there's things. Like, but the last few books, like uh, Beyond the Headlines and uh, The, the mm-hmm. Last Scoop and then It's News, to me are just things that I've come You know, I'm trying to think of something that comes off of. Uh, yeah, I think sometimes if people are looking for a title and they choose a title at the beginning, they – might maybe they should just have like a working title because sometimes after you finish the book there's something oh, yeah. in that book and you let mm-hmm. if a person rereads what they wrote they'll go oh this should be the title or you know something that they said or what you know something right. comes to mind well, but also, sometimes it just doesn't work also i i generally have like four uh four subheads in my book like the, it's like part one you part do? two and oh, each of yeah. those has yeah. like almost like a title too so sometimes yeah. and generally the last subhead is the title of the book so that sometimes will you know can help me too but now mm. with the book at your books um they're very much in more into like marketing the title and every one of the titles that i've done for book at your, uh has been changed by them and they they come up with you know the, they they come up with the title and it's basically a title that they feel will you know will 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 get the right attention and it isn't necess it's much less about what the book actually says or says. I mean I have one called which sold the best selling book I have is called uh, Her Ocean Grave and uh you know which doesn't really reflect what the book is about but it doesn't matter because it sold, you know, that title sold really well. So uh, it, 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 it varies from, from, from place to place. The other thing to remember, of course, is that a title, you can take any title if you want, and somebody can use the same title. A title can be reused. Oh, yeah, there's no, like yeah, no copyright. copyright on that. Yeah. I, I always tell the story that the very first book I ever wrote was called uh, One for the Money, which I thought was a great title, and I did it in 1985. And then in 1989, uh, Janet Ivanovich titled her first Stephanie Plum book, One for the Money, and it became a giant bestseller. And I, they, you know, I'm always kind of like, I had that title first, you know, but, uh, you know, so. Uh, but if you look in the copyright online, office. If you go look in the copyright office and you're looking for your own just to check it out, you know, something, and you'll see, like, oh, my God, there's people have the title, you know, because that's just other people think similar to what you think. Yeah, but mostly a title happens. is not uh, is not copyright. You know, the, you know so you can, you know, you a can't. title is free, free going, you know. And uh, yeah. now, yeah. obviously, you don't want to pick a title that's, you know, like a famous book, because then it would just people would be pissed off. But you know, I would say almost any title you come up with, if you go on, you know, like Amazon, like Forget Me Not, there'll be other books yeah. with that title. Uh, yeah, they may not be big books. So, so yeah, the title. I don't know the title. Like I said, the title. It isn't like a priority with me because generally the editor will help on that too. Uh, yeah. what, um, and like you say, a lot of times you won't maybe come up with the title till the book is over. Uh, for me, the names are the toughest part because uh, you got to. Do you have a? Do you, did you ever get a baby book? Do you ever? I mean, do you have a baby book? I mean, 
you can get little baby book. books. I have a book uh, that somebody got me when I was complaining about this once called, you know, like it's a list. It's a huge book with all these names of like ethnic, you know, like from Italian to Hispanic. Yeah, but, to you, but even when I look online, you could go, if you look online and you go like boys' names, girls' names, it's for baby names, it, there's a lot of different names. And But when you're looking, so most of them don't mean anything to you, but when you come across that name, you go, hmm. That's a good name, you well, know, because yeah. it you sometimes know, it just doesn't come in our head. I use names from my childhood. I I use I like pick some name of somebody I went to school with, like you know, in high school or grade school, and you know, and and I've used that, you know, some name of somebody I dated, some girl I dated, like when I was seventeen uh-huh. years old, and I'll use that as like a murder victim or something, and uh-huh. uh, so there's all sorts of ways, or you or you can take like a, a well-known name and put a first and last name together differently. There, there's yeah. a lot of ways to do it. Yeah, there's but, a lot uh, of ways. But once you I, name I it, it once you name it book. sometimes, but once you name it, it's very hard to change your name. I, I find it well, almost impossible because well, it's just I, like a whole different person. Well, I'm the opposite because when I write the book, um, I, I don't I, I don't want to stop and think about the name. So I put down just like, like you know, I might put down, you know, you know, brand name or your name or something i haven't yeah. but i could you know like somebody i know yeah. and the idea is that's like a holding name until i figure out what the what the, name the, the is. characters so name. i have oh, to go back different. i have to go back and, and i i tend to write all my books like that i don't i try not to get bogged down in anything i try and just write them i want to get yeah. finished as fast as i can then i'll go back and deal with it because once you have a a manuscript in front of you, even if it's like filled with mistakes, it's it's much easier to work with than you know starting with a blank. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. I, but I, there's one last thing because the, the and I know that they have this little log line for you, but this is really a, a very good thing for people to think about because mm-hmm. when you're promoting your book, like you have here, she wanted to run for president one day, and then you said now she's dead at 20. So yeah. that tells you well, exactly I didn't, I did all not, you need I did to not. know. Yeah, I did not write that. That was done by the. But that's a really you know, good one. Don't you think that's good? Oh, it's wonderful. I think that's yeah, really no, good. And, and it's true, but I don't actually. That's one of the best ones I've seen. My, yeah, and uh, uh, yeah, so somebody read the book and did a very good. This is at Ocean View. Did a really good job. Yeah, that's the promotion at the top of. Because uh, that that of, line of is just that's like a perfect for a movie. Because if for a movie to get people to inter- interested in a movie is it's called the log line, and so you wanted to run for president one day. Now she's dead at twenty. There it is. I mean, it's yeah, like well, that's <laughs> the whole story. But I mean, you, but that's what people look like, look for. Yeah, you know, you know. Because you're not going to shock. Uh, it's not going to shock anybody that it, what your story is about. This is what your story is right. about. Right. Well, you know, mm-hmm. from I think that's really plays. Yeah. That uh, the log line is because I spent I took a bunch of screenwriting I did a bunch of screenwriting too, yeah. uh, you know and uh, uh, you know one of the things you learn is yeah the log line is is crucial you got to come up with like two crucial. sentences or one sentence that sells the book and yes whoever right. did that and I do not know the name of the person at Oshmi who did that but whoever did that did a really uh, I think it well, I, I had to remark on that because I thought it was great. Yeah. You know, I, we're yeah. we're almost at the end of the show, which we are at the end of the show. You know, but I think those are the things. These are the things that are important for to get readers, though. I, you know, we can. Yeah. You know, 
you have to have something now because there's something, you know, and if if you put yourself in a wrong category, this is not good. And if you write something as what the story is about and it's not, readers do not like that. Well, you know what? You readers want to know. You know, you know what gets me, Marcia, the most, too? Like, yes, that's the starting point. So somebody reads that and they go, wow, that seems interesting. I'm going to check out the book. The second part of that I find, whenever I, and it used to be when I'd be in a bookstore, although I'm not in bookstores so much anymore, but when I was in a bookstore. But if now, you know, you go on Amazon and you go, you can read, right. you can read the beginning of this book. You go, yeah. I, 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 to me, it's the first page of the book. I can read like the first sentence or two of a book and decide if I want to read this book. And I'm generally pretty mm. accurate with it. You know, I'll start reading it and I'll think, oh, wow. No, man, I, I agree. This, this I do too. That's, yeah. That's but because if, when if, I was an if, agent, if the, if the it does matter. That first page, it matters. Yeah, if the you know, it really so matters. I spend a lot of time, um, you know, on my first pages writing it to be something that's yes. kind of a grabber or interesting or make, you know, because it, it's like if 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 I'm reading the first page and somebody's describing a sunset or something, I'm bored already. You know what I mean? It's like I want because that's but like, that's what you're skilled in because that's what you did in journalism. I mean, that's what they teach you right off the bat is get that first line first line to make yeah. people really want to read. I mean, that's important. And that's yeah, why you probably think that way. And uh you know, I did a I did a panel uh at one point about then I've written about, you know, great some of the best first lines and you know, there's like you know, like I think Michael Conley starts off the poet, the poet with, you know, death is my beat, and then one day it came home to me, or something like that. Uh, and there, there's others like that that are just, they're just great. Uh, they're, they're first lines that when you read read that line, you want to yeah. keep reading. And uh, yeah. I, I don't know that I have come up with anything quite like that, but I try, uh, you know, I really try and, and make it so that if, Somebody reads that first, you know, the worst thing you can do is say, oh, well, it gets really good on page 52. Well, most people aren't going to get to page 52. So oh, that's, yeah, that is not good advice to give to people because if you don't have the first few pages good, they are not reading it. Fran, can you attest to that, how you, when you see a book, you know right off the bat? I pretty much know what the first paragraph and yeah, I yeah. pretty much can tell whether the character is believable or not. And then it makes it really hard because if I have to review the book, I want to make, you know, if the book is really horrible, I'll just write a summary. Um, yeah. It's rare that I won't review a book, but recently it's happened. Um, if the book really is that, uncre- that not credible or the characters are unbelievable or I think the author wrote it because he copied from somebody else, then I'll just say I'm not going to review the book, and that has happened. Um, I think the, the the worst thing, I won't say who did it yesterday, I was supposed to interview somebody. I think the worst thing was I read the book, and the author has a, has a team. And in order to, to, to interview this person, 20 people had to approve my questions. Seriously. Wow. I was, I was angry, and I said, yeah. okay, I'll be a good sport about this. And I got the final list yesterday morning. The show was supposed to be Marsha knew at 12 o'clock. And I emailed the publicist at 10 to 12, and I said, this author needs to call in in five minutes. At, 10, at, five, at 12 o'clock, the author wasn't there, so I was talking to myself. And I emailed the publicist about 10 times, where is this person? And I, at a quarter after 12, I just deleted the episode. I said, the heck with it, I'm ending it. And she said, oh, she's going to call in now. 
I said, if somebody's <laughs> going to be late, she's a, a doctor. I said, if somebody's going to be late, the courtesy would have been to tell me. And I, I didn't, did not volunteer to reschedule. And they didn't even apologize. Yeah. And yeah. the book was, the book was right. good. The book was good. It's just that you're right, Marsha. Sometimes you just, I start the first paragraph and I go, why am I being tortured? Right. See, yeah. that's it. So, yeah. you know, but I, let's, you know, Dick, you know, I'm going to put your uh, website on and I'll put for, on my show page here so people right. will be able to find you, mm-hmm. be, you know. And want to just say it so in case they're listening that it's yeah your website it's news to me yeah. and uh it's available in uh, hardcover ebook and uh, also audio right now so right and fran they can find you you can, fi- you can find me on on amazon um i write horror which is fun i also have my birthday <laughs> series uh sisters two sisters from the bronx based on real stories that my sister and i did and i hope We'll have the next one out within the next who knows when. I actually have a title, and it was actually picked by somebody else, not me. It's called Accusations <laughs> the Accused, until mm. somebody changes it. You don't know. And yeah, it was right. somebody, that read, somebody that reads all my books, and she said, can I pick the title? Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. But, yeah, you can well, find me yeah, on Amazon this, and everywhere else. At the end of the day, which is all of the things we're talking about, people have to adjust to whatever fits right for them, you know. Yeah. But just keep writing. Don't just stop. You know, just keep writing. That's it, yeah. you know. So thank you so much, Dick, and I'll listen to you when you are on Friends, which is, when was that, December? I can't believe it's, a, I can't December, believe it's the middle yeah, of October. I don't even believe it's yeah. the middle of October. It's and and Marcia, you know, we should, I, yeah, definitely we should, because uh, we've talked TV shows, and I've, yeah. I haven't seen too many good ones. So hopefully next time we'll we'll have some good TV shows to discuss too. Yes, yes, I haven't had one of those shows lately. You know, we've been talking mainly about writing lately because there's so much out there. I feel like people have to hear from people that are good authors and like mm-hmm. friend reviewers. And I mean, it's important that people out there hear from people that have had experience because unfortunately I look online a lot and I hear what people are talking about and they're giving people not great advice. And so this is pretty sad. So I, you know, and they, and they're confused. They don't know what to do and where to go. So I'm always available. If somebody wants to email me, let me know because I will help you or put you in the right direction. Don't go places where it might not be in your best interest because I feel bad about that. And there are a lot of people out there, which we all get a million emails of, you need to do this, you need to do that, you need to do this, and you don't need to do all these things because it's only giving them money and you're spending a lot of money on things that won't work. So I'm sure we all get emails, true? I'm sure Dick will get them, too. I get yeah, them. Yeah. Everybody's going to sell my book, millions of copies, in, you know, in one week. This is not working. So anyway, thank you both for being on the show. And, Fran, I will be talking to you soon. And, Dick, okay. keep writing. Everybody, thank you. have all a good right. day. Bye, good, I was going to say it's night. I can't. Good afternoon or whatever it is now. Whatever.